The New York Islanders finally end their seven-game losing streak, and they win in a shootout. We have our key takeaways, plus why it's time to bench Anders Lee, and we answer your mailbag questions. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And uh, don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Boy, we have got a lot to talk about on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can follow the show on X, formerly Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on X, formerly Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders all season long, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey with my listeners and viewers, game time or any time. Wow. Uh, finally, the Islanders are off the schneid. They win. It wasn't pretty, but you know what? At this point, I don't think it matters anymore. When you have a seven-game losing streak, you take those two points any way you could get them. And look, this was, on Saturday, a game between two struggling teams who were both underachieving and disappointing so far this season. And look, regrettably, the Islanders played to the level of the Calgary Flames. Both these teams look like two struggling teams searching for answers, but at the end of the day, the Islanders managed to find a way to win in a shootout, something they have not done all season and uh, struggled to do last year as well. Oliver Wallstrom with the game-winning shootout goal, and the Islanders win by a score of 5-4. to four. And look, realistically, 
we could talk all we want about the turnovers and the and the failure to get pucks out of the zone and some of the untimely penalties that this team took. I could go on all day about some of the mistakes. But realistically and more importantly, you get the win. And, you know, when you have a seven-game losing streak, it starts to get inside your head to turn that around and actually get two points really is a load off the backs of these players. I'm sure Lane Lambert finally exhaled for the first time in a week or two, and uh, the Islanders get a badly needed two points in the standings. And, you know, here's the crazy thing about it. And, you know, is the glass half full or half empty? You know, that's sort of the big question. Through 17 games, and that's where we're at right now, the Islanders are 6-6-5, which does put them at NHL 500, even though in straight wins and losses, they're 6 wins and 11 losses, because you have, what is it, four overtime losses and a shootout loss included, so the Islanders right now are sixth place in the Metropolitan Division, uh, kind of tied with the Devils, although the Devils have a game in hand, and one point ahead of Pittsburgh, although Pittsburgh has a game in hand. And now the Islanders have, you know, uh, they were off Sunday, they are off Monday and Tuesday, before returning to action against the Flyers Wednesday at 7.30 at the UBS Arena. So, you know, as badly as this team has been playing, they are in the thick of the wild card race and the division race. I mean, right now, Carolina is a grand total of three points ahead of the Islanders, and they're in third place in the division. Philadelphia, two points ahead of the Islanders, and yeah, the Islanders are going to play them twice in the next three games. So again, in spite of the horrible play that this team has had, they're not out of it. That being said, even if the Islanders play the way they did against Calgary, they still, they're not going to win a whole lot of hockey games. And, you know, getting it done against a struggling team like the Flames was a plus, but not really the answer. Uh, You know, you still have a black hole on that third line. J.G. Pajot, no shots on goal, no points, minus two. Anders Lee, no shots on goal, no points, minus one. Uh, You know, Oliver Wallstrom, one shot on goal, minus four. Yes, he gets the shootout game winner, but until then, he was pretty bad. So, uh, you know, defensively, the duo of Polak and Romanov, minus three in this game, There are still plenty of things to fix. Obviously, clearing the puck out of your own zone is an issue, and it continues to be an issue for this team. Now, there were some definite bright spots for the New York Islanders. Let's not ignore those. First of all, Hudson Fashing getting his first goal. He was in for Matt Martin, who has missed the last couple of games, and Fashing looked solid. Uh getting that tally, and and it had to feel good for Hudson Fashing. Second of all, the power play. 
clicking for yet another goal, this one by Kyle Palmieri, and thankfully the Nelson Palmieri Engvall line clicking again, and you know, it it seems to be a pattern that if that line is not clicking, the Islanders' offense is not clicking. Brock Nelson, a goal and an assist. He was a plus two. Kyle Palmieri, a goal and a plus one. Pierre Engvall, an assist and a plus one. That trio clicking once again, and that was important to see. And the power play clicking, and oh yeah, by the way, the penalty kill getting the job done, something that we have not seen in a long time. And, you know, they made some changes. They went three for three on the PK. And here's what Cal Clutterbuck, who was celebrating his birthday uh, and played well in the game, he said, we were doing things differently from a foundational perspective, and I'm not even sure we realized it. We just kind of sat down and took a look at it, hit the reset button, and went back to it. And I think we had pretty good success. Lane Lambert adds, we were more aggressive in certain areas, we won a face-off and drew a penalty. Casey Sezikis went down the ice and drew a penalty. So we didn't spend a lot of time in our zone. So you go three for three on the PK, one for three on the power play. That's how you get to the shootout and end up winning in the skills competition. And boy, oh boy, did the New York Islanders need that win badly. And thankfully, they got it. So good news for the Islanders in that respect. Well, we have got a lot more to get to on today's show. We'll have our hero and goat of the game from Saturday's contest, plus uh, why it's time for the Islanders to bench Anders Lee. Uh, Sit him for a game or two. We'll talk about that. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a player who was only briefly an Islander in their first NHL season and then later went on to briefly coach the New York Rangers. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got all that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with our local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, and yes, that includes the NHL. 
Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, hero and goat of the game, and, and these are tough, I, I will have to say. Uh, you know, I, I could make Oliver Wallstrom the hero for the game winner in the shootout, but I just, you know, when you're a minus four and don't do much for most of the game, it's hard for me to go there. I mean, you look at Wallstrom, one shot on goal, no hits, one block shot, and a minus four in 11 minutes and 40 seconds. If you're on the ice for only 11 and a half minutes and you're a minus four, that's not a great performance. I am going to give the hero of the game to Brock Nelson for a goal and an assist, a plus two. Scores on one of his two shots on goal. So to me, I'm going with Brock. Uh, I, I can't make Wallstrom the goat of the game uh, because he scored the game-winning goal. So to me, the duo of Romanov and Polak, who were both minus three, uh, will be the goats of the game. Uh, you know, some very nice play here. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck had an assist three hits, two block shots, and four takeaways in a little over 12 minutes. He played very well, celebrating his birthday. We mentioned Hudson Fashing and the, the strong game that he played, albeit in only 11 minutes, 13 seconds of ice time. Again, this was a, a, a team struggling, playing another struggling team. But when you're struggling that much, you just take those two points and you bank them, and that's exactly what the New York Islanders did in this game, and it's what they had to do. It, you know, eventually when you're losing seven in a row, you win by any means necessary, uh, obviously within the rules, and they got the win even if it wasn't a, a work of art, as they say. Wanted to talk about... Anders Lee. I think it's time to really talk about him. You know, last year we saw Josh Bailey out there for the Islanders and early in the season, Bales was struggling and Lane Lambert did the difficult thing, but the right thing in benching Josh Bailey. And it even kind of messed up Bailey's thousandth game, which could have been at home, I think, if I recall correctly, against the Rangers. Didn't end up that way. Ended up being on the road uh, in Carolina. And yet it sent a message to a guy who was a longtime Islander and a uh, an alternate captain on this team. Hey, you know what? What you're doing, it just isn't good enough. And we need to sit you. And, you know, when you do that, you don't just send a message to the player. You send a message to the entire team. And that is important, especially when your team is struggling. Well, Lane Lambert has to do that now with Anders Lee. Lee, through 17 games this season, has two goals, one assist. That's three points. He is a minus seven uh, 10 penalty minutes, and, you know, he's just, when when you look at the overall game of Anders Lee, what do you say that he's doing particularly well? He's not being overly physical. He's 
not really creating offense. He's not playing well defensively. He seems to be, I mean, Anders Lee was never, a, you know, a, known as a great skater or a fast skater, although he was always considered strong on his skates. But again, Lee just not getting it done. He spent time on the first line, wasn't productive. Spent time on the third line, was not productive. Uh, in fact, right now, pairing Lee with J.G. Pajot, who is also struggling mightily offensively, at least, uh, you know, having those two guys together, they're not really going to help each other get out of that slump. And here's what Lee did in the game. You know, he scored earlier last week against the Kraken, so you were like, okay, maybe that helps him get out of this funk. Well, no. He was a minus one against Calgary, played 12 minutes, 44 seconds, had no shots on goal in this game. Uh, one hit, one block shot, and one takeaway. That's just not having an impact on the game. Was a minus one, sloppy defensively. Uh you know, we've seen Lee take far too many lazy-type penalties. you got to send a message to your entire team. And, yeah, I know Anders Lee is the captain. I know Anders Lee is a leader on this team, according to everybody. And he's been a good captain over the course of his career. But it is very hard to lead when you're not playing well. And I think... You bench your captain for a game or two. Boy, oh boy, does that send a message to the rest of the locker room. If the captain can sit, anybody can sit. And look, you could talk all you want. Part of the reason that you're not benching Anders Lee is there's not a lot of other options. I mean, right now with Matt Martin still out of the lineup, the only possible replacement is Julian Gauthier, unless you call someone up from Bridgeport to fill in. Although, you know, why not give Gautier some ice time and make your lineup a little bit faster? And, you know, if Martin returns, you could just punch Fashing into the lineup instead of Lee. Fashing would be a solid fit on either the third or fourth line. So that's not an issue. But to me, A, Anders Lee needs the wake-up call, and I think this team needs the wake-up call. And to take it a step further... We know Lane Lambert is presumably on the hot seat right now. And had the Islanders lost to Calgary, I think there would be a real chance that he would not be back this season. Uh, you know, that they might have let him go after an eighth straight defeat. But by benching Anders Lee, he shows he's still in charge. He is not afraid to make a bold move. And that, you know, this has to get done. And, you know, there are other players who probably deserve to be benched. I could think of J.G. Pajot, at least if you're going strictly by offense. But Pajot does a lot of other things. Pajot wins face-offs. Pajot kills penalties. Pajot is, at least by reputation, solid in his own zone. So, you know, Anders Lee, not so much, not killing penalties, not contributing much on the power play, not playing great defensively. Uh, I understand why you would be more reluctant to bench Pajot, but I think the time has come. 
to bench Anders Lee because for $7 million a year in cap hit, this team needs to get more production from Anders Lee, and it's got to happen soon. And remember, it's not just this year that Lee has been struggling. He struggled the last 20 games of last year during the regular season when the rest of the team was getting hot, and he struggled in the playoffs, really wasn't a factor. So, you know, it's now been half a season almost when you add up the last 20 games of last year, 17 games this year, add six playoff games, that's 43 games where Anders Lee has been subpar. That's half a season. And a little more even. Something has to give and some kind of a message has to be sent to your captain and through him to the rest of the team that if you don't play well, you know, you're going to be held accountable. And that is something we need to see from this New York Islanders team. All right, we have got more to get to. We're going to get to your mailbag questions. Plus, we'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Bo Horvat could score 50 goals. The Islanders could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you can win big playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Horvat, Ovechkin, McKinnon, or Sorokin will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given na- game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Islander fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Don't forget, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, including the NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And yeah, I host the Monday and co-host the Friday editions of Locked On NHL. You'll find them there. Uh, So check that out for sure. All right, uh, we'll get to your mailbag questions now. And it's always great to hear from you. Uh, This one is from Charlie. He has sent us some uh, emails before. Hope you are well, Gil. I don't think the Islanders' problems are all Lane Lambert's fault. However, the team is not playing with an edge. We have seen Lane for enough time to know he is a good coach, but not for this team. Part of that may be due to him being an assistant with the team previously. Maybe he is too close to them for the guys to have that fear factor. The team is losing close games and not playing good defense, which is just just will, desire, and attention to detail most of the time. Joel Quenville is available and has paid his dues with the unfortunate uh, situation in Chicago, which I blame on upper management uh, and not Quenville. 
Lou has most likely seen enough to know Lane is not the guy that will get the most out of this team. Yes, we have a need for a sixth defenseman if Bolduc doesn't lock it down. Forward help will have to wait for the deadline because it's the nature of the NHL. Quenville is a fantastic coach, as you well know. Get it done. You have to get the most out of what you have, and that starts with coaching. Uh, is the team perfect? No, but it has more than enough talent to make the playoffs. Don't wait for something magical to occur. Make the change immediately. You're getting a Hall of Fame coach, and the team will be on their toes. I guarantee it. Charlie, thank you for the email. Look, I, as a coach, have always liked Joel Quenville. He's got, what, three Stanley Cups on his resume. He's been a winner no matter where he goes. Heck, I remember him playing for the old Colorado Rockies and Hartford Whalers back in the day. But the thing about Joel Quenville, because of what happened in Chicago, he is on the NHL suspended list. And he's not yet applied for reinstatement. So there's one issue where he would have to apply to be reinstated. The league would have to grant that. Then and only then could you hire him. The second issue is this. What is the PR fallout if you end up uh, hiring somebody who was the head coach during those difficulties in Chicago? That becomes an issue. If you're just talking about on the ice, yeah, Joel Quenville would be a Hall of Fame coach, a winner no matter where he's been. I think he'd be a great coach for this veteran team. But those are the hurdles you have to overcome. And I don't know if ownership and Lou Lamorello are willing to hire Quenville under those circumstances. Next email from Matt. Uh, Gil, the contracts on this team are concerning. I don't see many of these players being tradable as there is term on aging slower players. Because of this, coupled with their lack of first-round draft picks the past few seasons, how do they dig out of this issue? Lou signed a new deal to continue as the GM and has never been a guy to rebuild. I see him digging a deeper hole to try to keep his job. It's concerning to say the least. Matt, thank you for the email. Yeah, it is concerning. And I think part of it is that if Lou stays on as GM, he has to realize there is a time when you have to make adjustments. And it may not require a full rebuild, but whether you trade away some guys with big, bigger contracts like a J.G. Pajot, uh, whether you buy out Anders Lee at the end of the season if his game doesn't pick up, there are ways to, you may even have to sacrifice some draft picks or take less than full value or retain salary on some players if you want to try to trade some of these guys. But again, and I said this, and everydayers know this all off season, this team needs to get younger, faster, and more skilled. And Lou Lamorello has to realize sometimes if you take one step back, it's easier to take two steps forward. It's time to start accumulating younger players, prospects, and draft picks to get this team better. And I think you can rebuild because without losing and having the bottom fall out because you have Sorokin, Horvat, Barzal, Pelik, and Polak, that's, and Dobson, that's a solid core to build around if you can move out some of those other contracts. And at the trade deadline, some of the veterans may have a little more value to a contender if you can find someone willing to take them off your hands. 
All right, time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Sunday was the 71st birthday of former Islanders defenseman Ron Smith. Ron Smith's entire NHL career was 11 games with the New York Islanders in their first season, the 72-73 campaign. He was originally a fourth-round pick of the Islanders that year in 72 uh, he had one goal, one assist, and 14 penalty minutes in 11 games. He was a minus seven, and then spent the rest of his career in the minors, one year in Sweden, but went on later to become a head coach and an assistant coach in the NHL, including a stint as coach of the New York Rangers in 1992-93. We look back at what was his best moment, perhaps uh, not just as an Islander, but in the NHL, March 31st, 1973, at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Islanders and Flyers. Uh, this game was an absolute mess for the Islanders, but Ron Smith got his first and only career NHL goal in the third period. Ralph Stewart, the only assist Islanders with uh, Jerry Desjardins starting in goal, going up against Doug Favell of the Flyers. Islanders lose this one by a score of... 10-2, to two, but the big goal for Ron Smith, his first and only of his career, uh, and Ron Smith is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we certainly wish him all the best. Uh, hard to believe that the uh, Port Hope, Ontario native is now 71 years old. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will have the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings as we get ready for Wednesday's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, we'll see what news there is. The team will be back at practice, so we'll have the latest updates from there. And uh, believe it or not, folks, Wednesday will be the 1,000th show, 1,000, uh, of Locked on Islanders since it started back in November of uh, 2019. So we're going to do a little something on Wednesday to celebrate that. Uh, and please feel free to send in your emails if you uh, want to say anything about that milestone. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.